I swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but. Do you swear to tell the truth, old school poet? I swear to tell the truth. I swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, the undisputed motherfucking truth. Well, let's go. Access granted. <laughs> Where do I start? Spirits. Police do not have the right to touch you excessively, period. Ah! Uh, it is so much stuff to uncover. Spirits. What are they teaching these children in school, child? Okay, <laughs> just saying, know your laws, know your laws. Well, I have an opinion and I'm gonna voice it, so. <laughs> can somebody, it, it, oh, no, no, please. So can someone please explain to me, how is that godly? Ask yourself this question. No one is talking about it. And if they are, they're not telling you where to get it. <laughs> no, okay, wait a minute. I was not ready for that laugh. I was, <laughs> wait, spirits. Am I right or am I right? I mean, like, I'm right. The fuck? <laughs> no, seriously, that really happened. Okay, so let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Okay, so let's talk about it then. <laughs> Are you following your purpose? Grand rising. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or whatever time you are listening to this spirits and Abari Ghani, my beautiful spirited butterflies. For those of you who do not know, Abari Ghani is Swahili for what's the news. And um, I'm going to be telling you that all the time, spirits. So just keep in mind. And uh, we just finished celebrating Kwanzaa. So now we are officially in January, spirits. What, what? Um, so yeah, it is January 9th, 2000. According to the calendar, 2023. So if you are new and old, I just want to say thank you so much for being here. You could be anywhere in the world, but you are here with your girl. So I appreciate you. But also if you are new, welcome the inauguration this is where I spend about 10 to 20 minutes explaining to you about my week what's probably going on in the news but I'm actually starting that in season four what's going on in the news again I, I care again <laughs> and uh, I talk about my week I talk about my children my business and um, a recap of either last episode or now we're doing a full recap of season three because this is it the final countdown, yeah. Like, for real? Season three, episode 36, Lego. It's over, it's done, it's over, it's done. We are done with season three, you feel me? Spirits, I know you're excited. I'm drinking my tea this morning and I do not have um, a little cute quote or anything on there, so. That's uh, neither here nor there. So, let's talk about my week. Um, this week has been, whoo, I don't even know where to start. First and foremost, you know, the children have been out for two weeks. They officially go back to school today, Monday. Um, I spent Kwanzaa for an entire week with my um, nieces and nephews. Um... And um, there was some bickering, there was some fighting, it was just a lot going on, but there was a lot of uh, love, there was a lot of learning, there was a lot of teaching, there was a lot of uh, unity, umoja, there was a lot of a lot of Kwanzaa principles and um, things going on. I took them to an all-black shop, which, you know, I tend to take myself and my children all the time but my nieces and nephews have um this was their first time really going into an all a black owned store and um so you know we got a couple of things there we went to queen's vision apparel here in tampa florida and there's other black owned stores and i tried to go to i wasn't going to go to shoe mountain but i mean it's just shoes but (laughs) i mean but big ups to shoe mountain or whatever um but I, I just wasn't, I, I, you know, I just wanted them to see a, a, a diversity of things. Clothes, shoes, incense, lo, you know, fragrances, lotions, all that good stuff. So, 
And that's where you can get it at. So, Spirits, if you are looking for any type of uh, Kwanzaa decorations, any any African apparel, any any um, spiritual apparel, any anything to elevate your spiritual and uh, African uh, cultural growth, you might and definitely should go to Queen's Vision Apparel on Comanche. Uh, she, uh, she is connected to the Rebirth Church, um, and they usually have pop-ups. They have pop-ups. I want to say annual pop-ups. I say annual because she calls it annual, but I really want to say it's like every other month. I really want to say I'm not. I I don't want to lie. So that uh, that was that. And then um, after Kwanzaa, you know, I just been focusing on being back at the business business front. Um, Just recently had to put my my uncle to rest, which is my mom's uh, brother one of my mom's youngest brothers so um rest in peace uncle mac and um it was a nice uh, my mom called it a going home celebration so it was not a funeral it was a going home celebration so just wanted to take that moment of silence for uncle mac and um to every uh spirit that we have lost um in these past couple years and um every spirit that you have lost spirits any family friends um just want to take that couple of seconds to just let everyone know that you know life is short and um let's make better choices (laughs) you feel me like let's do better let's be better yeah so um you know, after that, I, you know, spent time with uh, Georgia family. That that was so heartwarming and heartfelt. And, um, man, I'm just such a... I love my family. Like, I love my family. The true ones. You know, the, the, the genuine ones. The real ones. And I love them. I go back for them. You know what I mean? Um, and I love my people in, gen- just in, in general. Oh, my gosh. Like, I'm about to cry because I just love my people. <laughs> and it just... Um, yeah, I just, it's just been a, um, a already a, 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 a quick start to the, to the 2023, so it's been that, it's happening, spirits. Okay, so, um, woo, I'm still, like, trying to not cry, like, seriously, what, I got all these emo- emotions taking me Oh, okay, um, okay, so, my business, Spirits, I'm just going to skip all that stuff. My week is, you know, like I said, we've been out for the holidays. So, if you've been out for the holidays and you had a crazy week, um, you know, you know, I just want to say I'm here for you. Um, and we're in this together, you know, and we're going to get through this. Uh, so, yeah, my, uh, let's talk about my business. For, for those of you, excuse me, for those of you who do not know, I am the CEO and founder of Kamau Empire, which is a community and public relations company where we are geared towards helping entrepreneurs and artists who particularly work a nine-to-five job um, where they're, when they start their own company or business um, or just in, even in artistry, what we do is we help them in graphic design. We have our graphic design department, social media managing department, PR, which is, um, you know, that consists of branding, marketing, um, image consulting, uh, uh, what is it? I'm sorry, I'm trying to think of it. Engagements, and and a lot of people aren't aware that engagements is when you are basically a response to you. So if someone is responding, messaging you, emailing you, things like that, they, they work with your engagements and stuff like that. So media engagements, PR. I advise a lot of people to look up PR if they are not aware of it. Because a lot of people ask me, what do I do? <laughs> or what is PR? And it's 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 mind-bottling. It's, it's mind-bottling um, that a lot of people don't aren't aware. But anyway, it, it is what it is, you know? I mean, everyone's not on the same journey as you. So you can't expect everyone to know everything you know. I get it. I get it. Um, but yeah. So with that being said, spirits... Um, my business is going pretty well. It's the start of the new year. Uh, for some of you who recognizes it as that, 
Um, so what I did was I purchased some books and I'm so excited to talk to you about this spirits because uh, season four, I'm going to be talking nothing but business. And, and so that's what people are probably like, why are you so short with us when it comes to like everything? Because I have to spread things out. Okay. So season four is strictly business, but in the, in the midst of interviewing artists and entrepreneurs, you're going to be understanding how I started, how I'm building and how I'm managing my business and how I'm starting and building and managing others. So it, it'll make sense in season four, which is coming in February. Spirit. Okay. Um, that's pretty much all I have. Like, honestly, I said anywhere from 10 to 15. Ooh, excuse me. I'm talking fast again. I always get caught up. Anywhere from 10 to 20 minutes. That's pretty much all I have, uh, Spirits. My week has just been overwhelming with being busy, with being pulled by different people. Here, I got to be here. I got to be there. <laughs> and um, it's just it's just been overwhelming. So this is me honing things in, saying, all right, you know, thank God the children are back in school because my rituals start again. My boundaries are, you know, back intact. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, everything is back to day one, square one. And I feel so sexy and delicious about it because I, I literally live my life based off of the children's schedule. And I don't know if any other people are like that spirits. I don't know if y'all are like that. But I literally can't function unless, you know, my children and I are on the same exact schedule. If it's just free for all and... Nobody ain't got no plans, no school tomorrow, no work tomorrow. I be, I, I'm, I lose my mind. I, there's, there's no chaos. There's no control. There's, that's what I meant to say. There's no troll. It's just full of chaos. Um, I'll be taking children to the park. I'm spending the night at this person's house. I'm over at this person's house. I'm hanging out. Like I just be all everywhere. So I don't like that type of living lifestyle. <laughs> like I just, I am not one of those fly by night type of people. I like structure. Damn it, structure. All right. So we back on structure. We back on schedule and we back on structure. So spirits, I just want to say, and I want to follow up, finish up with this. Um, This season three has been challenging for me. And I'm so thankful for everyone that has been a part of season three that has made it possible I, it's so many people to thank. I don't even know where to begin, but everyone that has been a part of the show, I just want to thank you so much, honestly. Um, because I know sometimes my spirits get tired of listening to me. So hearing from a different voice um, and things like that is just, it's just been so amazing. So spirits, I thank you for tuning in and keeping up with us and um, and keeping up with me. And we doing this, you know, we're in this together, like I said. So I'm not by myself. We are all in this. Um, so season three wrapping it up breaking generational curses starting off with interracial relationships then we talked about sex now we're talking about ptsd it is pretty much over with breaking generational curses we will be back in season six with breaking generational curses but right now i'm taking a break okay from breaking generational curses but we're still breaking it we're still breaking it because season four we're talking nothing but business from start to finish um this last episode, this is my dad, old school poet, but his actual name, well, he goes by old school. Um, but my dad, uh, he's an artist, he's a poet, he's a writer, um, and he's becoming many, many more things uh, as his uh, artistry develops. But uh, here he has, on this show, he's helping me bring PTSD to a full circle. So I titled, I titled it. Um, so that's why I titled it what I titled it because this is it. This is the final straw. This is the final draw. It's PTSD, you know, um, and, uh, it's post-traumatic slave disorder and it's post-traumatic stress disorder. It's all one and, um. It's all one and done. And this is it. So, Spears, we're going to get into the quotes. Then we're going to go into the talk with Old School Poet, the interview, the Constitution. And then, uh, oh, also, you're going to get to know who he is. Okay. 
why he is. And then we're going to go ahead and get into that outro. And we're going to see you guys week after next week. As usual. Same time. Same place. So spirits, stay tuned for that quote. Let go. We must come to see that the end we seek is a society at peace with itself, a society that can live with its conscience by Dr. Martin Luther King. Spirits, welcome back to my show. You are listening to my first amendment with Miss Kiki Kamau and I am your host. And we are bringing this thing into a full spectrum, finally, finally, finally. Um, So, you know, we've been talking about PTSD. We're chilling and healing all December and January. We've been talking about PTSD. We started off with statistics on where it came from, um, you know, how it stems, what it looks like, the symptoms in your body and things of that nature. Um, I've talked about how it correlates with post-traumatic stress disorder, or I'm sorry, post-traumatic slave disorder. And then I've had people come onto the show and kind of help me, you know, bring out that topic and answer those specific, um, that particular question. So to, um, to enlighten you a little bit more and to bring this whole thing into a full view, full spectrum, I have my dad, but known other, the artistic circles, I have my father, but also known as old school poet, but also known as old school Mr. I'm not going to say his real name. I'm just going to call him. Oh, no government name. We're just going to say old school poet. And you get a real hand clap, not a big hand clap. Yes. Snap, snap, snap for the poetry. So old school, you know, I said earlier that, you know, I've been doing PTSD. I've been having people on. You've actually met some of the people that um, have been on my episode. I've interviewed Benjamin Ford, who wrote the book, um, The Tale Heart. Um, And, you know, he has his own publishing company. And, you know, he talked about his uh, Marine veteran life for PTSD and how that stemmed um, and how he's dealing with it. I had my friend um, Ray Budsky, who is a minister who also had family and friends uh, that was in the military, but he also experienced a serious traumatic experience um, during just walking in in the park one day. So, and how he healed and helped others heal from it. Um, The whole reason why I talk about this old school is because I had a girl tell me years ago when I was working at a corporate that she didn't know why I was so antsy all the time. It's not like I went to war. So I wanted to explain to people what PTSD was and why. So what is your thoughts on PTSD? I don't say exactly because time and correlate with the definition post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm-hmm. Formerly known as shell shock. Mm-hmm. I don't know the names, but it was called something then. Lunacy. There's it, been a lot of different names for it. But why I want to do the podcast is so that the audience can get some information on the on the realities of it, which you are which you're already doing, but the realities related to PTSD. Mm-hmm. There's no difference. The, the difference is post-traumatic slave sy- syndrome mm-hmm. disorder is generational. Mm-hmm. Well, post-traumatic stress disorder. The one S is personal. Mm-hmm. That's what happens to one individual. Mm. What I'm, what PT what post traumatic slave syndrome is is what happens what has happened to a whole culture mm. of people. Mm-hmm. A whole culture. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. PTSD four hundred years strong. Mm-hmm. PTSD is on the personal, so it's it's the number of years that that person been affected with it, which is small compared mm-hmm. to 400 years of, of, a, of a whole people's face with that disorder mm-hmm. or face with those symptoms or the stress that leads to that disorder. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> my podcast is about breaking generational curses. 
And I believe that PTSD is a huge curse to break. It's something to heal from and it's something, a huge curse to break. But I also believe that it lies really heavily in the African-American culture. Um, and we don't recognize it. We don't see the symptoms. We don't, we don't, you, we don't like the word. We don't care for the term. It's all that. And I'm just trying to figure out, you know, why, where, how, how do we break the chain? But first, how do we recognize it in ourselves? PTS, one S or two S? Two S. The two S, the slave disorder. Unfortunately, I don't know. I said, slave disorder, PTS, post-traumatic slave disorder requires the participation of white people. Mm. Yeah, okay. it, it requires the participation of white people because we didn't enslave ourselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, well, what do you, what would you say about the people that you know was actually a part of the slave trade, like some of the people in Africa? That was like helping capture. Africans didn't know nothing about no. I started to say damn slave. Trade. <laughs> you can say that. You Africans can say that. Know about no damn slave trade. <laughs> when they came to tra- the trade, see, cause this difference. Mm. Slavery goes back to probably the earliest aspect of civilization. Mm-hmm. But slavery in all civilizations up to thirteen hundred, mm-hmm. you had rights mm-hmm. you were part you had the, even the right to become a part of that that tribe a clan that enslaved you mm-hmm. it was a temporary thing it was a term limit mm-hmm. but after 1300 when europeans version of slavery mm-hmm. you were owner you mm-hmm. were property gotcha you were owned mm-hmm. your children were owned like cattle mm-hmm. like jewelry like clothes like other crops like mm-hmm. corn so that's the difference and the difference and and the difference is it was for economic mm-hmm. reasons on their part mm-hmm. so nothing about it was good after after they made the money Oh, in the process of making the money mm-hmm. and doing and and be, and and maintaining slaves, mm-hmm. you can't be a benevolent slave owner. Right, there's no such thing as a benevolent slave owner, like a benevolent killer or a benevolent captor or a benevolent rapist. Mm-hmm. You can't be benevolent owning other people right. and then making them under under the the uh, penalty of being whipped to death. Mm-hmm. And making them work, you can't be benevolent. Mm. Forcing somebody to force, forcing labor on someone, mm-hmm. forcing anything against their will, you can't do it nicely. So, okay, so you saying they was forcing other Africans to capture other Africans? No, no, no. What I'm saying, because I'm trying Africans to form mm-hmm. slavery, they thought was universal. Mm-hmm. It had been for centuries in their own. Homeland. Mm-hmm. So when Europeans came and they they want to trade these slaves, they're not co-conspirators and what Europeans did. Right. They're not co-conspirators because they have no knowledge, no background of the level of slavery that Europeans had in mind and were practicing. Okay. And they had no background and and the idea of making money off of other people. Mm. So you got the capitalistic point of view of making money and the capitalist point of view of ownership. Mm-hmm. Africans had no no knowledge of that. Mm. So they can't be co-conspirators in the trial of slavery, of mm. European slavery. They are totally dismissed from that, from the from from from, from the uh the trial. Mm. It doesn't require a trial because they weren't compliant. Mm. When you don't have no knowledge, mm-hmm. you're not compliant. When you have a different definition, then you ain't responsible. Okay. Because I'm sure had they known and also known that the ones who are doing these selling of the slaves today mm-hmm. going to be slaves tomorrow. We coming back for y'all too. Hmm. Really? They, were, they, weren't, they, weren't, they didn't discriminate on who was going to be a slave. Okay. Other than the old and the two young. 
So let me ask you a question. You you ever see, you have have you seen the movie that just came out um called The Woman King by uh who was in it? Um, no, I don't, but I'm sure it's on my to watch list. So so you know it's it's about the the the, the woman tribe in Africa. Um, actually, not a woman tribe. This is the woman that took over the generalship of the army. Okay. Yeah, the queen who took over and defended her people against the uh, the British. That, sure that the that's the story that's, that's the story. story that you know that's the story i know that's the story that you believe and and know and because yeah. the story, story that the story that i heard that so the movie is basically about like them helping their people just like you said coming from genocide and stuff like that and you know capturing their people or whatever or helping recapture their people but also in the movie there were europeans that were coming and they were uh selling the 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 African people like they would come they would put them up for auction right in their own town and land or whatever and then they would ship them off like so so Africans saw this like and some of them I don't really know where you get that from that was in the movie the trading didn't take place in the village where they bought them from no it didn't take they village in the actual village the shore, yeah to the shore to the shore so that's a different community it's different communities, but those people that was a, walking around that was kind of free or whatever, they were still black. Like they still. They slavery auctions, uh, slavery trading was common. Okay, but you said they weren't when. Okay, so now. They just weren't property. They weren't property. And it wasn't for capital. Mm -hmm. You was a prisoner of war. Mm -hmm. But, okay, so when they were being captured in the movie, and some of the women warriors were captured. They were they became aware that they were going to be enslaved by Europeans. And the brutality that that ensued, mm -hmm. the lack of rights that they were going to be they were going uh, right. From. But my thing is, as women warriors, why didn't where was the let me go back and tell more people so we can fight or or stop There's this or right? So I'm uh, just trying to figure you know out. You like, right now. There's 15, I think it's 15,000 languages in Africa. Mm -hmm. So you got language barriers, you got cultural barriers, you got a lot of different barriers mm -hmm. to why it didn't get out. One thing, one reason is who in hell going to believe it? Mm -hmm. That white people could come and take over your whole land. <laughs> okay. When you have never even seen or seen a white person in, in your life. Right. Until you experience it. Mm -hmm. It was, I'm sure it had to sound fanciful. Mm. Like right now, some, somebody came to you on well, this social media and we got electronics and, and, and technology. But the absence of this technology, if someone had to go from foot to tell you some news and that a green person is coming mm. and they're going to take over Tampa, mm -hmm. find that kind of humorous. <laughs> okay. It should be kind of funny. Like, what? Bitch, we got a 15,000 man army. <laughs> we got soccer Zulu. We don't play that shit. Right. Okay. But they hadn't even heard of guns. Mm -hmm. Never seen guns. Guns was an equalizer. Right. For and, Europeans. Mm -hmm. Every society had spears and arrows and knives. Yeah, I remember but that. Nobody right. had guns. Mm -hmm. So it, it was easy to take over and, and, and colonize people, dominate people, and enslave them when you got a gun. Mm -hmm. Lots of them. And lots of bullets and lots of ammunition. But the, the, the stress disorder, let's go, but let's stay on point with that. Because mm -hmm. that's another whole conversation. That's another whole, really, it shouldn't be a podcast because, in absence of knowledge, a lot of, I want to say, historians have reference to the fact that Africans were sold by their own, where Africans, we were Africans sold by our own people. Mm -hmm. That's irrelevant. Well, that's why we don't implicate Walmart for selling guns. Mm -hmm. When somebody buy a gun from Walmart and do a mass shooting, mm -hmm. you don't implicate the people who make the bullets. Mm -hmm. Right. The person who pulls the trigger. Got you. Okay. But the PTSD started being there mm -hmm. when all Africans who were familiar with slavery seen that this is not the same kind of slavery. Mm -hmm. On those long marches to the shore, mm -hmm. or marches to the, uh, yeah, marches to the shore, because they started at the shoreline, mm -hmm. creating with trade posts. We probably getting off the subject. No, we we getting on. We we still on subject because I'm just trying to. The the whole point of this is that you said you asked me if there was a different um, scenario for that movie. In the movie, that's what was happening is that they were seeing it. They weren't, um, you know. And then uh, 
the lady, the the warrior or whatever, she went back and told her king, she was like, they're selling us. Why won't we do something about it? He said, those are not our people. Yeah. And she said, if they look like us, they're our people. That's a modern version, of course. Right, that's a modern version. But so supposedly the movie is being like not set necessarily sued but they're being like um attacked protested. yeah protested because yeah. they said that the original warriors was actually helping uh europeans capture and not they weren't they weren't saying let's um stop it they were saying let's help well, it well i know the movie she she pulled the warrior king because she put a, she put the brakes on them in in her territory in her empire mm-hmm. she put the brakes on their ass so that's what my question was is that you believe that um that you know post-traumatic slave dis or post-traumatic slave disorder came from europeans like enslaving us but then i asked you know well what about the ones that was helping and you said that that's not relevant no, they're, they're, they're not implicated okay they can't be punished or even tried for not knowing or having a different different definition of slavery. Got you. Okay, so basically, you were saying that it's just, it was a different definition of slavery. Like, and they weren't aware of it. Slavery to also expand the population, mm. increase the population, especially after famines and diseases and wars. You capture these people now. You keep your tribe going because you got to have certain numbers to keep it going, or you'll be dominated by another tribe, or absorbed into another tribe, or assimilated into another tribe. So no, oh, okay. I totally dismiss that idea that gotcha. Africans can, can be or should be implicated, and, be, and, and whoever thinks that, put them on trial. Gotcha. Okay. I just wanted to set that record straight because a lot of people will combat that and say, well, we enslaved our own people, so we we just as bad as, you know, Europeans and white people. So, so they will say that. <laughs> generational ownership if the mother was a slave every, every child born from her is a slave right so talking about post-traumatic slave disorder um you know and how it correlates to us today so it it basically it started from history, started from history. you Six, know 600 some years ago in port prince henry was the first one mm-hmm. to uh um venture to africa and bring back slaves mm-hmm. prince henry of portugal because at one time, Portugal had 20,000 slave Africans. Mm. But they weren't slaves. They were just Africans in Portugal. Mm. They used them for a lot of various reasons, like circus reasons, mm. um, um, side shows, mm-hmm. demonstration of the fact that the Europeans had never been to heard of Africa other mm-hmm. than Massa Musa at that time. They knew about the gold, but they didn't know about the people. Right. I remember you talking about yeah. Massa Musa. So, um, it, yeah, that's six. 13, I can't remember, 13, 30 something. Mm-hmm. So we're talking like 600 years ago when it started from Portugal. So, and then after, when the new world opened up, or when the uh, when Europeans became aware there was other parts of this planet mm-hmm. that weren't just white, once they became aware of the other, white and Asian, because they knew about Asians, but they didn't know about Africans. Mm-hmm. Once that the new, once that area, once that knowledge of that opened up and they knew that they can. They can conquer those people. They mm-hmm. conquered Brazil and became the biggest slave uh, uh, slave traffickers and slave owners. It was the first European slave empire. Mm-hmm. And all the rest of the Europeans got jealous and said, okay, we get on board. And they took turns, each one defeating the next one, defeating the next one. So all of them had turns at being being the top shelf or being the most enslaver, of being, being the greatest white people in slavery. All of them took turns. <laughs> Portugal started off in the British Empire. Mm-hmm. So basically, the moral of the story is post. It means something that previously happened to you. Tra- it happened to you or your people. Or your people. Trauma. trauma. So they've been previously instilling trauma on our people for trauma years and generations. Egregious of ways. Trauma with terrorism. Trauma with demonstrations of brutality. Like hanging a woman upside down and cutting the baby out. Mm-hmm. Or hanging a man. Or whooping the death. I spoke about buck breaking in my last series about interracial about buck breaking about how they when they would bend you over um, the biggest the biggest man in uh, the the slave tribe or or sla- um, in the group of slaves they would bend them over and, um, and rape them. them yeah but yeah so I we sp- <clears throat> I spoke about that in um, a previous episode yeah, as well they invented ways and they they elevated people who invented ways of of demonstrating their power mm-hmm. to the point of terrorizing people 
to keep them to to as a deterrent for running away, mm -hmm. disobedience, mm -hmm. deterrence for anything that they didn't want to happen. Mm -hmm. Like creating cops. Like uh, Willie Lynch. They 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 uh em they migrated uh, they imported him from Jamaica mm -hmm. to come to Virginia to demonstrate his brutality. Oh, because Willie Lynch was the guy that was like. That's rebelling against it. No, Willie Lynch is where the term lynching comes from. No, but I'm saying he wasn't. Say, I'm a life coach. Mm -hmm. I'm an athletic coach. Mm -hmm. He was a slave coach. Mm -hmm. He became a slave coach. He was so efficient with his slaves that Virginia imported his ass to Virginia. Show us what you're doing, man. Oh. And he'd go kill a few. He had a variety of ways. No two people were killed in the same way. Oh, wow. Yeah. You're not brutal, how savage you got to be to, to create ways to kill people as a deterrent. They came up with it. Oh, I ain't never they heard that story. So, Will Lynch was a Caucasian man. He was a real man, a human being. That's, so, oh. hanging people up with a rope from a tree, they called it after him. Well, he brings it to Will Lynch because he's going to do that. Lynch That's thing. where lynching comes lynching from. Lynch from because he, he mastered the technique of terrorizing people through hanging. Wow. Because it became public. Demonstrations. That's crazy. They just hang you in the nighttime when nobody was looking. They hang you with everybody. Yeah. Looking. And that's, that's they, like they children was coming. Six minute long death mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of you struggling, kicking, oh swabbing at the mouth, uh, uh, evacuating your bowels, mm. urinating on yourself. Oh, daddy, why you got to go all into detail? <laughs> and you got to watch this. Right. You know that, that you could be next at any moment. At any snap of a snap of a finger or request from the master, you could be next. Mm -hmm. At one point, in one hanging, it was 10,000 white people that are watching. Yeah. They used it for entertainment. For them, it was deterrence for us. So how does that, how does that bring about today? Like, what does that look like today? Like the post-traumatic slave disorder today in us? Mm -hmm. have the same symptoms of, of somebody who was post-traumatic stress syndrome from a a physical encounter like uh, kidnap kidnapping, mm -hmm. abduction, or rape, or somebody who's been to war. The symptoms are the same. What does that look like to you for your people? Like today, 2022, what does your people look like? What do you think? What did it look like from your eyes on based off of what they could have looked like if it wouldn't have been that way? Like yeah, because of the, well, yeah, before white people, before post traumatic slavery, yeah. What it looks like today from my perspective mm -hmm. as a poet, as a, as a student of history, mm -hmm. it looks like. Loss of self-esteem, lack mm. of self-esteem. Mm. It looks like impatience. It looks like lack of rationale. It looks like paranoia. Mm. It looks like uh, uh, under what what is being termed as underachievers. People who don't come to their full potential for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Part of that reason is you don't feel that you are worthy. Worthy. Mm. Mm. That's big. You feel that you don't want to be on the spotlight. Of showcasing your talents, cause that don't that don't fare well with the master. Mm. Yeah, you don't want to show all your shit. You just want to want do what they tell you, and that's it. Mm. Just do the minimum mandatory mm. instead of maxing out your potential. It looks like uh, sudden death syndrome for, for children. Mm. It looks like what? Wait a minute. What? Where did that come from? Sudden death syndrome. Stresses passed on in in utero. Mm. Stresses, emotional stresses that women women have. Women oh wow! So you going deep? You I'm saying gonna, you going, saying going to the bottom of the ocean, going to the Mariana Trench, baby. We are gonna die. I thought Sears was a was just nasty. Your relation? Yeah. More black children have diabetes than white children. Oh yeah. See, when you look at statistics, the disparity between the races. You did say that at one point. You did mention that. that that nothing has changed. Mm. Only the names. And a lot of black women um, uh, ha is, is infertile. A lot of us are infertile. Uh, when you when you have complications of birth, what is it called? Uh, oh, um, epidural. No, um, C-section. A lot of us have C-section. Not necessarily C-section. Oh. I'm talking about when your children die. Mortality rate of children. Mm. The mortality rate of black children is higher than white children. Mm. See, it's higher than white children. 
what has been termed as underachievers and attention deficit syndromes. Mm, like oh, ADHD. Gonna, yes. Yes. I'm going to talk about ADHD yeah. too. Cause that's so all of these. And, and there's hundreds more mm. I'm just tipping the, tipping the tip of the iceberg. I'm just peeping the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> You're peeping the tip of the iceberg. Okay. Peeping the tip of the iceberg, but it's that part that's underwater. Mm. That's what wrecks the ship. Ain't that the part on the top? Mm. The part on the bottom that, 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 sent from titanic to to the bottom of the ocean and that that's what's good and that's what's going to happen to to us as a people we're going to hit the bottom of that the other part of the iceberg mm -hmm. and we're going to sink mm. because it's not being addressed mm -hmm. and what's secrets are the killer mm. or the sustainer mm. of, Excuse me. of psychological problems mm -hmm. Because when you it's not talked about, it grows. When it's not addressed, yeah, it grows. Mm -hmm. If it's and when it's not a when, and see when it and then if it's no when there's no healing, mm -hmm. it grows. So not being addressed, not healing, it's growing twice. Mm -hmm. That's two growths in one. Mm -hmm. And then you put the denial white people or the and the reluctance to even talk about it. Mm -hmm. Now you have no outlet. You have no truth and reconciliation. So now there's no hope. Yeah. Your hope is diminished. Yeah. Oh, now, basically, we can go to the point of saying, uh, this is your podcast. I don't know what I'm saying. You can say whatever you want to say on this podcast. You can sweat it out the truth, the whole truth, and nothing back. Black people. Everything wrong with black people. Everything wrong with black people is white people's fault. Mm. Well, there you have it, spirits. Um, so I know that um, you have a poem that is kind of in line with this particular situation. Yeah, this poem is not about the post-traumatic right. syndrome. It's about it's about the recovery. Mm. It's about the healing. And what would you before we before we before you tell the poem? Because I'm going to purpose yeah. this too. There's a lot of things black people can do to themselves right as a culture as a people as a whole until white people come in and the truth and reconciliation called when mandela took over south africa mm -hmm. the first thing he did and the, the most the greatest legacy he had, in my eyes as far as i'm concerned mm -hmm. was that he convinced white people to come to the table mm -hmm. and they came mm -hmm. and they told the truth and south africa healed mm -hmm. and they moved on because there's no moving on until you heal them and that is a lot of things we could do within ourselves, but to make it complete, mm -hmm. to correct it for the whole culture, mm -hmm. not just a few people at a time, white people got to come to the table. It's got to be the truth and the reconciliation, the forgiveness on our part, mm -hmm. and we got to move on. Yeah. The reparations, and then we can move on. <laughs> no, no, the reparations. See, the reparations and the repatriation. Right. Because the reparations is, is the being compensated financially. Mm -hmm. The repatriation is they got to bring us back to the point of where we were mm. psychologically and mm. intellectually before, before they came. Mm, they got to do that, that, that re, that, um, yeah, yeah. You got to turn the people, return the people to the land mm. of their culture and their history. Mm. And see, that's what they got to do. Now, physically, ship us back to Africa because. Most of them ain't going. Mm -hmm. Most black people today don't even just rely on your spirit and just like yeah, try to uplift us more, like connection with, be with, more loving. With yeah, yeah. Because you didn't, you disconnect. They disconnected us from the land mm -hmm. and from the people in the future, but they didn't disconnect us from the ancestors of the past. Mm -hmm. We that's the we still carry that in our DNA. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and if we introduce back to it, like. Things like hooked on phonics, mm -hmm. that's just a reintroduction to our psychological way of learning mm -hmm. as a people. Mm -hmm. We don't learn from the European paradigm. We don't learn well from the European paradigm. Gotcha. We don't learn as much as Europeans from the European paradigm. But we learn pretty good from the African paradigm. Mm -hmm. We learn pretty good. Pretty good that that damn hooked up on it became a big damn big billion dollar industry. Mm -hmm. That's where you got damn hooked. <laughs> <laughs> Like so, so basically, your poem is gonna let people know how we can heal, how some we can. Of the, some of how, the things that we can do as a people, yes, as individuals. So this is your final thought on what we can do as a people to and heal so, and yes, uh, to get better. Malcolm and Malcolm Waits. Okay, so. Mm -hmm.
yeah, we're gonna we're gonna cut to it. Um, we're gonna go to break and then we're gonna come back after this spirit. So stay tuned. Spirits, thank you, thank you, thank you. We are here with old school poet, and he is about to get into his poem and let us know who he is and why he is an old school poet. So he is about to read Malcolm Waves. Let's go. Children gotta learn, learn Malcolm Waves. Children gotta learn, learn how to break chains. Children gotta learn, learn how to make changes. Children gotta learn, learn everything they can. Girls, how to be a woman. Boys, how to be a man. Children gotta learn, learn to capture the moment of every day. Learn, learn how not to play, how to be real, real with themselves. Learn, learn how to say how they feel. Children gotta learn to about who they are and the historical contents of our everyday reality. Children got to learn, learn individuality, social sensibilities, and responsible so that they may be more like you. See, mm. Malcolm, children got to learn, learn Malcolm ways. Children got to learn, learn how to break chains. Children got to learn, learn how to make changes. Children got to learn, learn how to help themselves, how to correct themselves, how to check themselves, how mm. to protect themselves. Children got to learn, learn Malcolm ways. Children got to learn, learn how to make chains, how to break chains, how to make chains. Children got to learn how to break chains and break the chains that don't repeat the sins of the mothers or the fathers or nor the pains. Break mm. the chains, break the chains that binds us to arrogance and ignorance and blinds us. Break the chains of oppression, of rejection, of stagnation. Children got to learn, learn true love and relations. Children got to learn, learn Malcolm ways. Children got to learn, learn how to make chains, how to make changes. Children got to learn, learn Malcolm ways. Children got to learn, learn how not to be blue, how to be true, how to be true to themselves, how to live, how to love, how to hold on to all that's beautiful, black and divine. Children got to learn, learn by design, how to know what time it is, use time as a deal, how to do the right thing, how to break chains, how to make changes, how to break chains, how to make changes, how to break chains, how to break chains. Children got to learn, learn Malcolm ways. That was beautiful. Children got to learn Malcolm ways. Everyone needs to learn Malcolm ways. Tell me what made you write that poem, Old School Poet. When I learned about Malcolm, I learned that, that who we were before white people came mm -hmm. is who we should be strive who should we should be striving to be mm. not models of what white people want us to be mm. and why i say that is because there were no negroes before 1300 mm -hmm. and the negroes is a fabricated people mm. created by europeans specifically for service mm. to them mm. So they couldn't call it Africans because Africans have a history. So that's connecting it to the culture. So they had to strip the culture. Strip the culture. Strip the connection. Strip the connection first. When they brought to America, they stripped the culture. Because you can't even play your drum. You are not even permitted to do no movements with your feet, but side to side, two steps forward and two and two steps to one side, two steps to the left. You can't do any back movements. Right. And these this was this was a law for the for church services mm -hmm. back by the by, by society because mm. you do any more movement for that it's too you you might recognize and associate it too much with africa mm. so you just move like the europeans from side to side wow strip us of our connection yeah then strip us of our history so now we got nothing to, to connect it to yeah the next generation got nothing to connect it to yeah so, so now you got them just where you want them. We, we look like you. Clone. <laughs> like you to the point of, I need to straighten my hat and light I want to be like you. I want to be like you. I want I'm you. I want to sit with you and eat with you. I want yeah. a dog like you at my table, at my feet. And I yeah. want servants too. Mm. And I want your schools. I want your white women. I want your white men. I want to mm. be you. Be you. Mm. That straight hair that I shakes in place. <laughs> Not my nappy hair that doesn't move in the middle. Oh, hold on now. Yeah. Hold on yeah. now. Yeah. Hit them hard with it. Hit you gotta hit them. Can't knock them out without hitting them. You gotta, you gotta do it. So, so that is all intertwined in your poetry. All part and parcel of my poetry that addresses PTSD, mm -hmm. addresses discrimination, mm -hmm. addresses white supremacy. I started writing that because I didn't talk until like I was in ninth grade, tenth grade, mm -hmm. actually tenth grade when I was in high school. I think I first started talking. Mm -hmm. 
but I didn't talk much then. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I had nothing to say. Mm-hmm. I was I was a victim of of uh, being too black. Mm. How can black people be too black? <laughs> but so people used to be like, "You too dark." No, black boy, black boy, why you so black? Black boy, black boy, you gotta get back. Mm. Yeah. Wow. So that affected me. That put me in a shell. And it made you not want to talk. It made me not want to be seen. Oh wow. Out, not outside the house. Oh wait, I remember you telling me this story about bleach and cream. Yeah, I used to save my lunch money to buy bleach and cream. Wow. To bleach my skin. And my brother and sister be lying to me, telling me, "Yeah, you get light skin." Yeah, you see a little light. <laughs> they lied to you. Lying their ass off. Like, you know, I'm gonna see what I want to see. Right. She knows that down there. Oh, you can look, and, but this is what they would do. They would point out one little spot. You can yeah. really like. <laughs> one little spot. Like, you look at the one little spot. I ain't seeing what you. I ain't seeing shit. I ain't seeing shit. But it's my third bottle. I used to get the bottle. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, you doubled it up. I doubled it up. I'm trying to hurry up and get from being black. <laughs> Not that she was trying to hurry up. about you you never point the blame back at your people you always say you know it's it you, they was untaught they were un, you know they were not untaught, you know they were unloved unco- unloved, you know un- unconnected you know unconnected. just yeah, yeah you, you are, and and I you when you are nobody <laughs> so and you feel like you have to spread that message in your poetry I, I have to I, I'm a witness to history mm-hmm. I'm six, six, 67 years old this country is 240 years old. That makes me one-fourth the age of this country. Yeah. I don't see more than most people forgot. And I, I no, I, I know more than... I, <laughs> Wait, I you see? Uh, I forgot more than most people know. And I've seen most, more than most people learn. Mm. So when you put those two together and you add that all up, I have a responsibility. Hey, oh, I see. This generation, new generation, we all, none of us were connected mm-hmm. to our culture, but... Africans within the the, the system of slavery mm-hmm. developed a, a, their own culture, mm-hmm. which was a, as close to African as they can get. Mm-hmm. Jumping the broom, mm-hmm. uh, just one one verse, and the music, mm-hmm. our 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 view of God and the universe mm-hmm. connection. Mm-hmm. But and those connections stay in our within generation to generation up until the seventies, eighties, and the things start went south. Now this generation has no contact. Yeah. No con- no connection to just the African people in America to the Negro attitude. Mm. They have no connection to being colored. Mm. They have no connection to the slave mentality other mm. than promoting white supremacy. Mm. But the culture that was developed around the slave mentality, mm-hmm. the tight knit culture that that made black people mm-hmm. united mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. under one banner, such as, as like people, Kwanzaa, the share, the share, Marcus Garvey, the shared oppression, mm-hmm. the shared culture, the shared genetics mm-hmm. is lost. Mm-hmm. It's missing in action, mm-hmm. and I could be responsible for a lot of a lot of shit that I did, said, how I live. But I can't go to my grave having that failure of not addressing these young people today. Mm. I can't go to my grave having that failure on my record. So you feel like it's your fiduciary responsibility fiduciary to, to enlighten the, the next generations behind you. My cultural responsibility, <laughs> my financial responsibility, because I'm not trying to make some money off this shit. It's my entertainment responsibility right. as a human being on this mm. As a it's human being, to, to address the, the, the grievances that haven't been corrected, 
to address the problems that are not being talked about, to provide solutions to somebody's lives other than my own. own. That's what poetry does for me. And you just doing your job. It allows me to touch touch people around the world. I love that. To share my view. Because it ain't what I say Mm -hmm. that counts. It's what we say as a people. Mm -hmm. It ain't what I do that counts. It's what we do as a people. Mm -hmm. Because it's one for all and all for one. Yeah. It ain't it ain't my it ain't about me. Mm-hmm. So it ain't about me getting being me. It ain't about me getting me. It's about me being me enough to be honest enough, to be consistent enough, to be courageous enough to make my stand. So when did you become aware of that and, and be able to enfold that into your poetry? <clears throat> like when I read Malcolm. Mm. When I read Malcolm. The Malcolm actual book? A, Malcolm, yes. Mm-hmm. Malcolm is the father of Pan Africanism. Mm-hmm. Pan-Africanism is a philosophy of where, no matter where we come from, mm-hmm. if you're black, you're African. Mm-hmm. And he definitely is the father of it in America. Now, all these other people, all Africans in diaspora have their leaders, mm-hmm. but Malcolm spoke for us all. Mm-hmm. Malcolm even spoke for us, for, for the Africans on, on the homeland, mm-hmm. on the motherland. Mm-hmm. This is how universal his views mm-hmm. and universal his, his ideals were. It weren't just personal mm-hmm. and universal. Mm-hmm. And that made him a phenomenon. Mm-hmm. And that's also made him a threat to mm-hmm. people. Yeah, I knew he was gonna say that. Threat to <clears throat> people and threat to their to their throne. Mm-hmm. And they had to eliminate him. Because yes. you you can connect to all the black people in the world, like all the black people in America, like you want to, like I Martin Luther King, mm-hmm. but you can't connect to your people in the motherland. Mm-hmm. No, that's too powerful. Mm-hmm. And they already said when he put up a signal and dispersed his people from the police station when they abducted Clarence X, mm-hmm. and he just put up a finger and said and dismissed them. Police then said that nigga got too much power. <laughs> got too, too much, much power. power, and they scared of power. Mm-hmm. Scared of power. Yeah. They ain't scared of you making a million dollars. I.e. Mount C.J. Walker mm-hmm. make that million dollars, but she made it for white people. She mm-hmm. made it to straighten. No, she made it for as a as a as a, a um co conspirator yeah. for white supremacy. Yeah. She yeah. made it as a result of mm-hmm. pe- black people not liking who they are being with they low self esteem, humiliated position, mm-hmm. seeing that white is right and better. So they added those two together and, and figured. If I'm lighter, yeah. I'm better. But so she made her money based off European standards of beauty. beauty. Um, yeah. 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 Oh, that's a great, great way I say it. Beauty, standards of beauty that we are still following, especially this generation is following more than any other people I haven't seen in my life. Oh, my goodness. You my can life. talk about that all day. All right. But when you take the connection away, yeah. it's it's a free fall. Mm-hmm. If I take the, if the, if the ground below, me disappear, mm-hmm. I'll fall to the center of the earth. So you're saying as long as we, as African-Americans, black people, whatever, aboriginals, as long as we have this light inside of us and we are utilizing it to uh, bring our people up and um, they see that as a threat, as long as we're using it to say, elevate my people, we're elevating our people. To consciously elevate our people. Yeah. They don't care about you being financially elevated. Right. But when you're saying, you know, you know, wear your natural hair, be you, love yourself, you know, know your history. The shame. Yeah, no, they don't like that. Well, basically what I'm saying, it corresponds with your topic. Mm-hmm. Understand the symptoms of your PTSD. Mm-hmm. Trace it back to its origins and then separate yourself from that bullshit. Mm-hmm. Stir that shit right out of your goddamn life. Mm-hmm. But until you make that personal connection to white supremacy mm-hmm. by by the negroness, which means a black person, a white person in black dress, mm-hmm. until you understand that we were made clones of them, that everything that's wrong with us is their fault. Every all our bad ideas come from them. All our our, our ha- hatred amongst each other. Mm-hmm. The first principle of divide and conquer. You got to divide and divide people. It's easy to conquer. Mm-hmm. And that goes on today, and that's why they put in. That's why they rape the uh, slave women so that they can have light-skinned children, mm. who that they can elevate above the 
darker, the mm-hmm. original mm-hmm. skin tone treatment mm-hmm. to make them see that <clears throat> there's privileges in being even lighter. Mm-hmm. And that would be white to get these privileges. Wow. Being lighter. Now that's a mental privileges. Yeah. That's a mental, that's a mental hell mental when you realize yeah. ain't shit you could do about your motherfucking skin and your hair. Mm-hmm. You, you, that's you, powerful. That's a that's a lifelong humiliation and hopelessness when you realize there's nothing you can do about your genetics. As as long as you're basing your your but your, you your looks off the of idea that it's going to make you mm-hmm. happen, and you spin your nickels and dimes with what they did during her era, and they're still doing today. To look that look mm-hmm. all the time, you're denigrating your own culture, your own people, your own self. Mm-hmm. By denying, by denying, and your by, looks. By, not just denying it, you'll actively purchasing some shit to change it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Making a conscious decision to say fuck that. Bro, I don't want to like. I don't look like this. I don't care how God made I me. Got Indian. Like, my mama said we Cherokee. <laughs> yeah, you could be Cherokee, bitch, and they could be, <laughs> they be Cherokee, bitch. But they accept you into the tribe. But when you do that genetics, ancestors twenty-three and me. <laughs> It's gonna come back black, 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 bitch, <laughs> black, 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 and more black, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah. We still haven't got to the point where we still love ourselves. Mm-hmm. We haven't got to that point after Stokely Carmichael, black power, after James Brown and black and proud, which is ancient history. Mm-hmm. Before your listeners birth, but their mamas and daddies know those, know those music, mm-hmm. know those people. We still, we still haven't, we still haven't arrived. Mm-hmm. So, so the battle, the struggle continues. And my poetry is about that battle and that struggle to be free mm. from the things that have changed us. So now we need to break those chains and make new changes. I say, I say, I say. I guess that's the end of the conversation. I mean, I that, listen, I, 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 everything you said, I, I can't even wrap it up any, any better than that. So I'm going to call it what it is, Spirits. You heard it here first. Um, old school poet can be found on Instagram and Facebook. He's not going to give you the handles. I'm going to give the handles on the outro. So stay tuned for that. I look forward to talking to y'all until next time. Fly high spirits. (laughs) Spirits. Well, that is the end of the show. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I, and if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please hit us up. We want to hear from you. You matter. You matter as well. Um, so definitely be sure to leave us a message. We always want to hear from you. Like I said, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. And don't forget, don't forget to hit that bell ringer so you can know when the next show is coming up. Rate us. Follow us. Comment, share, subscribe. We're growing. We're a family. We're doing this together. Also, if you want to be on the show, please let me know, Spirit. Season four is right around the corner. Um, it started February 6th. Well, it started. It's starting February 6th, okay? So I'm looking for five or four more artists and entrepreneurs to represent their business. Whether you are a musician, whether you are a painter, whether you are a... Um, a CEO of a company, your own company, whether you are the founder, I mean, whatever it is, a nonprofit organization, I don't know. Just hit me up so you can be on the show. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so next, next week, you already know, January 23rd, we are wrapping season three up officially, for real though. We, We just wrapped up this PTSD thing, but we're wrapping season three up officially talking about shadow work. How... Can you heal from all the trauma, all the, all the, the, the drama, all the, all, you get it. Okay. So shadow work, you know, what, what are some things about you that, um, you can fix and, and work on and how can we, you become a better you in the end of the day? So we're going to get all into it. Shadow work, January 23rd. Um, and, uh, be tuned, be staying tuned for season four because we're talking business from start to building to finish. I mean, that's what it is. And we're kicking it off something so lovely, uh, February 6th, you know, right in time for Valentine's Day. Some of you spirits recognize that as a holiday. I don't, but I got something for you anyways. And um, you already know Dr. Martin Luther King's birthday is January 16th, I believe, if I'm, if I'm saying that correctly. 15th or 16th, I'm never really sure at that time. But, um... I guess I could just look it up. But yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the uh, 16th. I know his um, 
Parade is the 16th. So, uh, and that is happening in uh, Tampa, Florida here. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, so definitely had to put this out for Martin Luther King. So, big ups to Dr. Martin Luther King. And, um... And uh, if anybody plan on going to the uh, parade, let me know because I want to, I like the carpool. I'm not, I can't take my car. I don't work like that. Um, okay, so handles coming your way. Please follow my dad, Old School Poet, on Instagram at Old School Poet. That is O-L-E-S-C-H-O-O-L-P-O-E-T. Woo! And he's also the same name on Facebook as well. Alrighty, you know it already gets easier here at Kamau Empire, so definitely follow me on my business page. That is K-A-M-A-U-E-M-P-I-R-E-C-P-R. And uh, follow me on my artist page. That is Kamau, I'm sorry, Ms. Kiki Kamau Poetry, M-Z-K-I-K-I-K-A-M-A-U-P-O-E-T-R-Y. I'm so tired of spelling that thing, serious. It's starting to get redonkulous. Anyways, YouTube business is Kamal Empire CPR. Be on the lookout for that because I have an interview coming up about Kamal Empire and I believe I'm going to record it and put it on my YouTube channel so you can know fully and truly um, in more details. Um, So be on the lookout for that episode coming out on my YouTube channel. And then you already know my artist page. I've wrapped it up with that Kwanzaa video. uh, Kwanzaa Principle 6. The 6th principle. Obviously the 7th principle is Faith and Imani. I think I might do like a little slideshow, but there's really not much to it, but to just do it. All right, Spirits. Well, you already know I got to wrap up the show. I got to go. I got to get my children ready. I got to get, I got to do stuff. I got to, I got to go to work. I got to, I got to get up out of here. So until next time, Spirits, I look forward to hearing from you. I look forward to empathizing with you. I look forward to talking to you. (laughs) But until next time, fly high, Spirits. (laughs) 